The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perro columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Now today we're catching up with Future Metals. It trades under the code FME and at the last sale price of 20 cents a share, it has a market cap of a little more than $70 million. The company is well named as its Panton project near Halls Creek in WA's East Kimberley region really is one made for the world's clean energy transition. Panton is a Platinum Group's metal deposit that has more than a 20-year history to it. It also comes with nickel, rhodium and iridium. To tell us why Panton's time is now, we have the CEO, Jardy Kinemuth, with us today. G'day, Jardy. How are you going? Hi, Barry. Thanks for having me on. I'm very well, thank you. Great to hear. Jardy, um, Platinum Group Metals uh, is not particularly well known by most of the investors in Australia, given we don't have uh, you know, mine production here. You've got a project that uh, has long been uh, set up to uh, be the first producing mine here, but I'm just wondering why now? What What is it that's occurring in the macro level that uh, Patton's time looks like it's here? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great question. Um, I think it, you know, I can come at it from both the demand and supply side. Um, you know, clearly we're moving into an era of, of decarbonisation and electrification and Panton being the highest grade PGM nickel deposit in, in Australia is well well placed to service that that demand coming from those thematics, um, given that it does it does have um, significant quantities of contained palladium, platinum and, and nickel. And so palladium's current key source of demand is as a catalytic converter in um, internal combustion engine vehicles. And so that that demand set to you know be maintained, particularly as internal combustion engine vehicles move towards being being hybrids to pick up the slack of any any lack of demand in in EVs. Particularly as as you know, I think we're seeing in the market there is a bit of demand erosion on the EV side due to the the sky high prices of of lithium and nickel. In terms of it being exposed to I guess decarbonisation um, and electrification, it is a a key component for um, electrolyzers and fuel cell EVs as well, and so is so is platinum. So they're they're both well serviced, or they're both pl- well placed to service um, the kind of traditional vehicle markets that we we you know are the current high sources of demand, but also as we transition into those lower carbon technologies as well. And then, as I said, we, we've got a significant amount of contained nickel there as well, which which feeds into the uh, development of cathodes for batteries and electric vehicles, and so that that's the demand side. And then on on the supply side, what a lot of people may not may not know, or it may you know be, maybe coming to the fore with with you know Chalice being a, a, an obviously popular large company um, that, that's coming up is that a lot of the platinum and palladium, or eighty percent of each, is produced out of South Africa and and Russia. And so Russia is clearly you know falling off the Christmas card list for a lot of Western economies. And and they they contain forty you know they they produce forty percent of the world's palladium and about fifteen percent of the world's platinum and then South Africa produces the other forty percent of world's um, palladium and and close to seventy seventy percent of the world's platinum. South Africa is not without its its issues as well. I mean they've had perennially they perennially had uh, electricity supply issues and they've labour relations issues. 
uh, and they're also you know producing through a fairly CO2 and, and SO2 um, intensive downstream industry as well. So that's why I think Canton's you know extremely well placed to service future demand in in the PGM market. The, just on the Russian uh, situation, uh, uh, you know your big name car manufacturers um, are unlikely to want to be seen to be sourcing uh, their platinum or palladium needs from Russia for the foreseeable future. But is the world capable of replacing that production? Look, I don't, I don't think so. I think that supply is going to find a home with the, the Chinese auto manufacturers and potentially the Indian auto manufacturers. But what it does lead to is, and, and we're seeing it in the lithium industry, uh, you know, and I've had experience with this in my past past life at Galaxy Resources, is the OEMs are you know, increasingly happy to come further further upstream and deal directly with miners if it means that they can deal with you know high-quality assets in high quality jurisdictions and so i think there becomes a potential you know premium that you could could associate with a product from a um from an asset such as ours that's that's in an eminent mining jurisdiction of wa versus versus elsewhere well so as that uh, supply situation pans out uh, it's obviously to the upside anyway but let's focus on the resource um this is the explorers podcast but it really should in this case be the uh, developers podcast in the sense that You've got a known resource there, uh, restricted to uh, two chromite reefs, uh, the top and middle reefs, but there's a bigger picture emerging there apparently about um, a bulk mineralisation potential of the uh, project. Can you uh, give us a rundown and explain that? Yeah, I think that's spot on in, in that I, I think of Panton as a, a very late stage exploration project and, and very, very close to being um, you know, a, a development project. We as a management team know the, know the resource is, is there um, and we're, we're soon going to you know, put that out to market and, and um, demonstrate the, the scale of the resource that we're sitting on. But essentially, you know, what, what we've done with the project is started with this high, you know, as I said, the highest grade PGM project in Australia which is confined confined to a um, to these two two reefs that extend across a three point five kilometer strike and down to a depth of a, a known depth of six hundred meters, um, and and when we were looking through the um, geological database, the wireframes, the block models, and, and doing our um, assessment of the project, we discovered that there is a significant amount of mineralization that actually sits outside of the resource because the resource has been being constrained to a plus two gram per ton. So focus on the high grade, yeah? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Whereas a significant amount sits between the, the kind of one and two grams per ton. And so you, you'll see it in our in our latest drill results. We'll, a lot of our cross sections will show this you know, upper and middle reef. And that's and that's what the, the current resource of 14 million tonnes at 5.2 grams per tonne pertains to. But then there's this this pink area that we're showing that is multiples of you know in, in terms of width of that of that um, reef system. So we're going from a, a mining width of say one to two meters to you know twenty five to fifty meters, albeit at a lower grade. Um, but there's you know it's clear that there's a significant amount of more uh, contained ounces and contained metal in the ground than what our current resource dictates. So what's the position on a resource upgrade? To take in that potential. Yep. So the the drill season that we um, that we've just gone through. So for the second second half of 2021, we drilled uh, approximately well, a new we we drilled 19 new exploration holes or, or resource definition holes we call them, and then we we sampled another 30 32 or 31 historical holes to to increase the data density for um, establishing our new resource. So we're we're currently. You know, subject to those long assay lab times, unfortunately, but we are in the, the midst of getting back our final final holes, um, which will all feed into 
that new resource estimate that we'll be looking at, um, looking at taking it from a, a high grade kind of low scale deposit to one of, of, of a lot more significant scale. Uh, and we're looking to, to release that to market um, in, in, in May. The other evolving uh, aspect to the uh, deposit is this um, nickel. Now, obviously, nickel price is uh, fantastic at the moment. But again, the previous uh, op- owners, operators uh, didn't really focus on the nickel. But you guys seem to think that there is some real upside to be had there. No, that's right. A lot of the, the base metals were certainly not were not in focus uh, you know, for for platinum Australia at least, um, like you know, panoramic certainly certainly we're interested in the, the nickel potential. But you know, the current resource has a nickel grade of of 0.27%, which you know, as a high grade underground resource, is not particularly exciting. But but what we found going back, you know, again going back through all the the geological data and and our new drill holes is that we've discovered that the the dunite, which is the the mineralisation that sits around these high grade chromite reefs. Uh, contains a significant amount of, of well, it, it contains nickel of 0.18 to 0.2 percent kind of grade. So, as you you look at this project, rather than a you know low scale underground project, but a you know large scale open pitable project, that contribution from nickel becomes quite significant and becomes quite a you know significant co product for your for your um, platinum and palladium. Yeah, it certainly would, uh, particularly if uh, you end up with the uh, you know the bulk tonnages. 0.27 wouldn't be all that far off what some of the big mines uh, down Le- uh, in Laverton, Leonora Way in WA are producing it. So, and no one would argue with the nickel price at the moment. Yeah, that's right. And we, you know, we in our latest preso, we show one of the one of our holes, which is representative of most of our holes. That you know, the nickel grade over 108 meters is um, is that up at that 0.19 percent. So it's. You know, carrying it off you know, across significant widths. So after all these years, Panton should really be considered a PGM slash nickel project. Yep, that, that's certainly um, the line I'm running with. Okay, now I imagine too, uh, given the advanced nature of the project, that you've got a pretty good understanding of the metallurgy. We do, we do. So fortunately, we are, you know, we are rapidly advancing Panton because you know, we, we, we've you know, been in a fortunate position to come out from a running start, um, given that it does have a bit of history and it has... It has gone through a couple of owners before. Platinum Australia, uh, you know, did a lot of the the drilling and geological work. Um, they they didn't manage to get it up because you know, particularly because the prices at the time were were quite low, um, and and the scale wasn't really incentivizing the the amount of capex required to get it out of the ground. Um, they also got got a little bit hung up on the metallurgy, um, and so that's where. Panoramic came in, Platinum Australia kind of refocused themselves on Smoky Hills um, over in South Africa and um, Panoramic ended up buying Panton off, off um, Platinum Australia in, in end of 2011 and they didn't do any drilling there but they did focus on um, the metallurgy and, and, and unlocked a solution um, for the high-grade chromite reefs. Um, so they, they were getting results of 80-plus percent recoveries at over um, 150 grams per tonne um, concentrate grades, and so we, we've largely replicated that in our initial initial work. But the main game for us is is um, pulling together a metallurgical solution for um, the project as a whole. So supporting that that bulk tonnage estimate with a with a, um, a metallurgical solution that that uses that as the feed. So um, a large focus for us now is is on the the lower grade silicate kind of dunite ores, um, and so we're we're coming at, coming at that with support from um, a South African expert um, and, and utilizing you know his knowledge of um, of you know the flow sheets 
that are they're in use over there, particularly ones that are analogous or you know for deposits that are analogous to um, to Panton. So previously we we you know looked at the the chromite reeves as a a um, single stage mill float approach, kind of hitting it with a sledgehammer. Um, you know, going down to a fine grind immediately and, and hitting it with a lot of reagents. Whereas now we're we're looking at a multi-stage, um, trying to pull out the base metals early and um, and pull out the easier floating PGM minerals um, before going down to a fine grind and, and obviously using reagent suite that um, that suits that the minerals you're, you're trying to target at each link in the chain. Um, so that's where we are currently, and we're looking to to put out some um, you know metallurgical results in line with with the bulk tonnage estimate um, subsequent to putting that estimate out in May. So hopefully early June we'll, we'll come out with some results there. Um, but we're also, you know, in, on top of the flotation, we're looking at physical separation techniques. So looking at how we upgrade that lower grade mineral, mineralization before we put it through um, the milling circuit. So using using dense media separation or, or sorting technologies there. So that, that's also... Um, test work that's in train and then um i guess the, an, another exciting part about the project and it, you know it, this was actually looked at back in the early 2000s when platinum australia um uh were, were pushing the project forward but a, a hydrometallurgical um solution and it's panton or panton concentrate has actually shown quite good amenability to a number of um hydromet uh flow sheets and so that's that's another angle that we'll be pursuing um, once we we have a grasp on the the you know the end concentrate from the bulk tonnage um, mining as well. So how does that all lead you into say a scoping study and you know a, a, a preliminary uh, feasibility study and a final investment decision for a project? I guess. Yeah. So obviously the near term is getting getting the resource out. That's that's the you know what's going to underpin um, you know moving forward to a scoping study um, as well as some some initial. Met results, but they're, they're they're both you know going to kind of cornerstone going into the scoping study phase, um, and so we we look to kick off a scoping study in in June sometime, um, and that'll be a subset of a broader pre feasibility um, study that we'd look to to put out to the market in in uh, Q two of of twenty twenty three, and then and then from there you're you're really looking at um, you know. Well, in parallel to all of those, you know, those work streams, we'll be obviously be doing a lot of test work um, still across flotation and and um, physical separation, um, and particularly high, you know, high, the hydrometallurgical test work program will kick off in earnest um, probably from Q three of, of this year, um, and then there's you know the environmental baseline studies that we need to to complete through um, the next couple of dry and wet seasons to support um, permitting activities as well. Um, and all of, all of that work will essentially lead into, you know, a, a DFS um, where we'll have a, a single go forward approach to, to then work towards an FID in, sometime in, in 2024. Now, unless uh, investors out there are grey nomads, they probably haven't been through Horse Creek. So just give them a feel for while uh, sitting in Melbourne or Sydney or Adelaide for that matter or Perth, it might look remote. Just give us a feel for what the infrastructure is like in that part of the world for a 
potential project development. Yeah, it's certainly certainly the true north up there. Fortunately, the project is is you know it's not located in central WA, close to the, you know the, the the borders of Northern Territory or South Australia or anything like that. It is you know reasonably close to the coast, so we're we're one kilometre off the Great Northern Highway, um, which is the main transport artery up there, uh, sixty kilometres north of of Halls Creek, which has a sealed airstrip, and then you, you travel up that Great Northern Highway. Um, about 300 kilometres and you get to uh, Kununurra, which is the main, um, I guess, tourist and industrial town for that part of the world. And similarly, Wyndham, Wyndham is also very close to um, Kununurra as well. And that's the, the main port that a lot of the other operations that, that um, are up there export out of. So there's a couple of operations up there being Panturo's, Nicholson's Mine, Goldmine, and then Savannah, uh, the Svana Nickel project owned by Panoramic is another 70Ks up the road. There's the Ridges Iron Ore project a bit further up the road towards Kununurra. And the Rio's Argyle Diamond Mine was also operating up there for a long time, but has recently been shuttered, as most people know. Don't want to uh, jump ahead of things, but uh, given its location, given its uh, the strategic na- nature of the metals involved, there is federal government and, it, it seems, uh, overseas uh, government funding nowadays for projects like this. Uh, any thoughts along those lines? Yeah, I, I think that's another kind of macro tailwind that, you know, that, that we have to our benefit in, is that, you know, platinum and palladium are critical critical minerals um, as classified by the Australian government and a number of other governments. Um, I think that's particularly important as obviously a lot of um, palladium supply comes out of, out of Russia. Um, but we're obviously seeing the Australian government really get behind these critical minerals projects, particularly the ones that are trying to create an integrated business out of their upstream upstream asset which is something that we're we're going to pursue with vigor as well um and so I, i'm really excited to to start engaging um both with with you know our, our, um you know state and and federal governments on pushing our project forward but also potential offtake partners um you know particularly once we have that scoping study in hand it'll be um you know a great time to to start approaching um these potential offtake partners who want to deal with with what is a very strategic source of um, PGM and nickel supply. And just on, uh, I know the federal government's got its Northern Infrastructure Fund. It would be nice to see them make an investment in a project that's actually in the North. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. Okay, you've given us a great rundown there. So, Jody, if we can just pull it together and give investors an idea for some of the milestones that you see uh, being passed this year. Yeah, so you know we have a fair few drill holes to come back over the next um, two or three weeks, and they'll they'll feed into a resource estimate that we're currently working up to to release this this month. Um, that'll then you know underpin a scoping study, which will really put parameters around what what Pantone can look like. And I think you know we're going to surprise a lot of people with with um, with what the scale of, of this um, this project can be. Um, and and in, in parallel to those work you know work streams, we'll be looking at um, you know, optimizing optimizing um, the flow sheet as well as uh, testing concentrate through um, hydro you know through the hydrometallurgical options um, and then kicking off a PFS um, towards the end of Q3 Q3 start of Q4 to, for release uh, mid year next year. Okay, folks, there we go. Very interesting one. Future metals. As I said, one made for the uh, clean energy transition. And uh, we all hope the uh, Russian-Ukraine situation is resolved soon, but that is in the background where we've got, uh, what, 15% of platinum and 38% of palladium world supplies, big question marks over them. So 
Pantons. Day in the Sun is uh, just around the corner, it seems. So with that, Jardine, thanks for your time today and good luck with it all. Thanks a lot for having me on, Barry. It's been a pleasure. Cheers. Cheers.